0: the sound it already does that out copy that i'm not gonna make the sound after i say stuff from now on jd mcnugent
1: over and out that was the last one all right we are back with the malcolm go podcast uh that of course was saving silverman in the uh walkie leaks uh with me today is good friend of the show Good uh, fellow podcaster from Dads in a Pod, Mr. Matthew from <laughs> down in New York way, big big New York Jets fan, ready for the big week border war.
0: It, it is a border war. I'm very excited to be on. Thanks for having me. Love the show. Longtime listener, and I just really Lo- just have to talk. I just really have to give you credit for for what you have put on. It's one of the best podcasts there is, there are. I ha- think.
1: Hashtag content. Hashtag content. You're always you're you're always putting
0: out elite content. It's an impressive it's thing, hey, week after week, to be putting on such such elite performances is really something to, I'm in awe of.
1: Ah, I see a couple of grays in there. We're doing a little video call. I don't like those grays coming in. I'm
0: getting it's old. The stress. Man. It's the age, stress, stress, age, having a kid none none of it helps.
1: Dad's me in tell a pod. You. What is going on with dads in a pod? We should get into that first. Oh,
0: God, who knows? Who knows? I, I I don't think I can reveal right now. I think. No, I got nothing to hide. I don't know what's going on. The
1: the we Upper West one, Side we contingent.
0: Had, I know we when we live two blocks away from each other, I I think the problem is uh he didn't know what fatherhood uh had Entailed. in store. Took <laughs> took him by storm.
1: Uh, good. I'm glad that it's ruining his life. Yeah. It's uh taking over. So, got you on here. Wanted to talk a little bit of walkie leaks, walkie-talkie leaks. Um so, I have here my uh prep sheet so it's 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 been getting exhausting because obviously the New York Giants their um penalties have come down um and it's it's getting exhausting showing the bias the penalties the Patriots receive versus other teams especially those in New York I know maybe you think this is fake news hashtag fake news um but it's just (laughs) a fact up here in New England that everyone believes it um, I know. Us, us against the world. That, that's what You're just a typical New England fan, huh? Everyone's e- out
0: to get you, and it's New England versus the world.
1: It, it's, this is a fact. It's what's happening. Yeah, I've got a few, yeah. a few points here that maybe we could uh, persuade you into starting to believe it. The Giants okay. were fined $150,000. Head coach McAdoo fined 50000 for using walkie-talkies on the sideline. Uh, in clear sight, nobody's hiding anything. I don't think he knew he was doing something illegal. I think he was just a buffoon with his uh his mushroom hairdo. Uh, <laughs>
0: he, that is the one of the worst coaching hairdos I've ever
1: seen of all time. It's, it's, definite, it's pretty bad. It's almost as bad, bad as the Raiders' owner's hairdo, which is just like, <laughs> not, that, not that's bad. like a bowl uh, retarded bowl cut. I don't even know what it is. He does it himself. It's like though. straight straight out of Dumb and Dumber. Yeah, Floby hairdo. Um, What's so
0: bad? What is wrong with these people? You have so much money. Fucking I I hire a good barber.
1: I think that's why they don't do it because they have so much money they can do whatever they want. They just don't care about their hair. <laughs> just look as ugly as possible. Doesn't <laughs> matter. It. See how ugly you can be and still be so rich. Um, so anyway, they're dumb. Fine. Uh, so they got two hundred thousand dollars total, or a hundred. Yeah, two hundred thousand dollars total. They're right. fourth two hundred thousand dollars to the Giants is about. Uh, a quarter worth of beer sales, probably. Right. Um, had their fourth rounder moved back twelve spots maximum. That'll show them. Um, so <laughs> nobody's ever done this before, I guess. So the issues with the walkie-talkies is they can't be shut off, right? So headsets, um, they are supposed to be shut off at fifteen seconds, or the the NFL controls the headsets. So they're shut off fifteen seconds before the play clock ends, so you can't talk to the quarterback anymore. So there's there's issues with that. So there was couple things there was one they were uh you know nobody knows if they're where they were who they were talking to basically or if they were dialed into something so there was reports that they were possibly dialed into the uh the cowboys channel listening to their defensive plays um but i think for the most part it was just uh their headset had gone down so they were walkie-talking into fucking eli manning's dumb head um <laughs> for the last you know and they had it open for the last Minute. I don't think they were trying to do anything wrong, but the point is that um, they could talk to Eli up until the final second, so they could change play calls. They can make audibles, everything at the line, and uh, nobody made a, a stink about it. Nobody even brought it up. It's just a very weird. What
0: was uh? What did what did the Giants say in response to this? Because I, I did I did see the. Uh, Obviously, the fine, and I saw the replay. But what did, what did the giant? What was the giant's response? What did they say happened? They said the headsets went down, and they had uh, yeah. To use they said that their
1: headsets went down, so they were using the walkie-talkie as a way to communicate with Eli. So I didn't see anything so, else, so like a statement. But they accepted the fines. That was the only thing I saw. Well,
0: Which, of course, huh? they had to accept the fine, but but now now I'm curious to know kind of what their response to it was, because you'd you'd think that when when your headset goes down you'd need to you know alert the referees cuz there's an unfair advantage i know in baseball when phone goes down basically they shut the game down and everyone's got to be on the same playing field so i think both teams would in in that case lose their bullpen phones i would I'd imagine something similar would happen in the nfl also i think that why, might why be wouldn't you tell the
1: ref? what happens is you tell the refs and maybe both teams stop using them or something because I know it of course it's a, or, a giant thing that happens at Gillette Stadium where it's constantly the headsets and the opposing team is always screwed up so uh, right because
0: the Pats are because the Pats are cheating but that's, oh, that's obvious. you know, obviously the, the obviously the obviously well the, the Patriots weren't involved in this so I'm wondering right. what really happened uh,
1: you, obviously no nothing was going on uh, in a cheating persuasion because it was the New York Giants so uh, anyway right so I don't know what they do but I know that I thought that it was uh that if that happens both teams have to shut them off and they have to do hand signals or when they put up pictures of barstool guys or whatever the fuck they do with on the sidelines of those teams.
0: Exactly. Yeah.
1: Um so in terms of penalties, the closest violation that I could find through my vast research today at work was uh the Cleveland Browns, their GM Ray Farmer. He was a new GM, first first year on the job, I think it was la- uh 2014. He was uh, up in the coaching box watching the Browns stink and uh, texted down to the sidelines on his phone, just texted. And um, I don't know how somebody finds that out, but he texted down to the, fi- the sidelines, gets suspended four games, and got fined $250,000. And that's a guy that's not involved in game planning, he's the GM. And he's getting suspended four games and fined a quarter million dollars himself, which is more than the Giants were fined, including the coach. And they suspended the guy for four games, which I don't know what that does, but you have no contact with the Browns organization. Oh, I hear a baby. Yeah, he's running around he's he's He's, he's trying to get involved in the podcast. He's uh my third mic right now, but you got to get him on there. He's a really good podcaster. He's uh makes a lot of moans and dadas and mamas, not a lot. That sounds of really good, good content. Good material. He knows he's 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 very he's um he's poetic in in the way that he discusses the uh, Giants cheating scandals. I'll tell you that. <laughs> well, he's a Lacanti, so yeah, exactly. he's, he takes it serious. He's a nat a natural. Yeah. So this yeah. this Giants problem, right? Only this comes only a week after they alleged the Steelers deflated footballs. And then the w- reason they found out was they allegedly tampered with the football themselves. They put a needle into a signed-off football on the sideline. Um, you know, they felt that the Pittsburgh Steelers' balls were light, so they put a needle in the ball, which in itself is a violation, on the sideline to see what they weighed in at. Um, and obviously they were light. They didn't make a formal complaint, apparently, which is necessary to catch the Steelers doing something. Um uh, but that in itself's breaking the rules, and of course there was um, no investigation into that. The NFL immediately cracked down, sent a tweet saying, no, there's, there was no broken chain of command. This is the way it went. Everything is fine. Even though two Steelers balls were somewhere in the low 11s, um, Goodell himself um, equated it to steroid use when Tom Brady was accused of doing it and uh, was wrongfully, uh, basically... Just put in Deflate Gate Prison. Uh, Awful. Yeah. It's the it's, it's the good old, what I think it is, Matt, it's the good old boy club. It's, it's, it's the Maras the uh, yeah. and the Roonies. Um, the old, old school, uh, impenetrable uh, ownerships of the Steelers, the Giants. Um, you know, the, 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 t- the two teams themselves, they had sex with each other and created like two actresses. There's one that get, they're married I, I together. Like,
0: I, I don't know. You know, the, the NFL is so fine happy. They fine you over anything. I mean, look at look at Zeke the other week the other day, right? He jumped into the into the whatever it was, the barrel for the Salvation Army or, or whatever who was collecting. Salvation Army, yeah. Salvation Army. He didn't get fined. And o, and OBJ was the first to say if this was me, they would have fined me in a second.
1: Of course they would have. Like
0: yeah, he they gets fine, fine you for, for shoes,
1: and... they fine you for everything. The problem is They don't fine everybody based off of facts. They don't fine everyone the same amount or the same thing, you know, or the same suspensions for the same act. Or what I think they got, the Giants, seem to be a reasonable penalty for breaking the rules, where Tom Brady got railroaded and raped. Uh, And they're just going to use the repeat offender type bullshit again.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think it's going to be interesting going forward to see what they do about, you know— uh, allegedly deflated footballs because maybe it is a more common thing than we know and maybe they weren't happy with the whole process of you know how brady got suspended and appealed at a hundred different times and the, yeah. and, and maybe, maybe it is more of a common thing that isn't anyone's fault necessarily and that's what maybe it they is. I, and maybe maybe they're going to find that it's much more of a common thing, and maybe they don't want to prosecute each time that it happens if it's if it's not so egregious.
1: Well, the but... problem is is the NFL had no idea what the ideal gas law was from the start. They had no idea what science was, and the and that in cold weather, uh, just like your tires, when you start your car in the morning, we'll say you have low air in your tires because they've been freezing all night. Uh, the the air in the football will deflate naturally, and once it warms up, it inflates naturally. So they didn't know that. They decided to try and screw Brady over because that day uh, the Patriots balls were under the 12 and a half because it was pouring out in 40 degrees. Um, Tom Brady likes his balls at the lower half, you know, the lower percentage of that PSI where Andrew Luck wanted them higher. And even still, some of the Colts balls were underinflated after that. Um, but it's the same thing that happened in Pittsburgh. It was snowing that day. It was cold. They checked the balls. They were underinflated. The whole season, the NFL, they recorded PSI data on every single game they did, but they won't release it because they know exactly what it's going to show, is that the Patriots didn't cheat and the Steelers didn't cheat and that everybody on the in the NFL has a underinflated football in a cold-weather game.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, there are going to be a lot of underinflated footballs. So I think the whole Pats thing was a little bit more, you know, the text messages and, and the destroyed phone and, and, and Brady... Kind of brought a lot of that on himself,
1: I think and, that you're spewing NFL propaganda and, is what and, I and they, happening
0: maybe I mean they had to set an example, I guess
1: they set an example, but they, they, they did the wrong thing is so what basically I don't have time to go into the whole Wells report thing, but breaking just there was one point that you made there was the text messages, which he supplied all the text messages, and this these are from the other two guys, right the deflator and the other guy. There was all yeah. other content before that that gave those. There, you know, basic, basically, would have exonerated those two guys as well. There was, they didn't put it into context of, you know, what happened before, why he's called the deflator and all this shit, because he was losing weight and all this garbage. But (laughs) I mean, that's
0: such bullshit. Come
1: on, trust me. I thought it would look stupid too, but there was so much context before the thing that could have made it. It could have been reasonable that he wasn't deflating balls. Um, Oh my god,
0: the deflator. They call him the deflator because he's losing weight. Give me a break. He was deflating. Oh my god. Pat, Pat, everyone against the Pats. Pats against the world. It's, Come on, that,
1: that's the that's the way it always is up here. You gotta understand it. It's nobody wants us to win. It's because ever since uh, ESPN and everybody was was lying about um, walkthroughs, filming the walkthroughs. Marshall Fox still thinks it's true. Thinks he lost the Super Bowl because <laughs> the Patriots filmed their walkthrough in 2001 because uh, ESPN reported on it for 15 years. Um, so. It's just uh I was just getting into it because of the Giants because basically I was thinking I was reading up on it and there's this lady Lisa Friel, right she works in the office the NFL she's the head prosecutor for or she was a big prosecutor in New York she um she was hired as the VP of Investigations which is a thing that they made up um like 2 years ago after Ray Rice knocked his wife through an elevator door uh, Right. so they created it and she is, I read a, a whole report on her, she's a self-titled rabid Giants fan, her basement in Brooklyn filled with Giants memorabilia, painted red and blue, and then her office at NFL, whatever, NFL um, headquarters has Eli Manning photos and everything. So she's she's the lady who has to investigate and give fines out and suspend anybody with domestic violences. So. Uh, obviously, this year the Giants head kicker Josh Brown suspended one game for domestic violence uh, until obviously he was cut later because he was an idiot and left his journal uh, where he basically <laughs> he he quote he quote viewed himself as God and she was his slave and admitted to abusing her twenty times uh, but Brown you know made the mistake, released the journal Friel couldn 't figure this out even though he kept a journal of him beating his wife uh, yeah. You know, And she's this big-time investigator that gets hired by the NFL but couldn't figure it out. Um, but the, the, main, the main point of this whole conversation was that they don't like to give out the same penalties for people. So Goodell promised that there was a baseline six-game suspension for domestic violence, something that they gave Greg Hardy, something that gave every guy that has domestic violence problems in the NFL. Uh, but mysteriously, Josh Brown got a domestic violence put against him and only received one game, and he was... One of the worst offenders of it uh, that there was out there.
0: Um, So you think there's bias in NFL headquarters?
1: I think there's bias in NFL headquarters uh, against the Patriots. When and then I also think that there's uh, obvious bias for the Giants, where they'll look the other way. Uh, Not just the Giants, but also the Jets, because of the Jets.
0: I mean, the Jets get no preferential treatment. What do you? I'll get to that. I'll okay. get to
1: that, but honest, but there's people in the NFL offices that worked for the Jets or worked for the Giants at one time, or or, or uh, well, children N- of Giants had, or Jets.
0: NFL headquarters is in New York, right? Exactly. So you're gonna. I mean, yeah. So there's gonna be a little bit of overlap because of the regional the regional thing.
1: I, why can't move to Memphis? They can go to Memphis. They could go to uh, St. Louis. is the, no the NFL there anymore?
0: Well. It should be in New York, because New York's the most important city in America.
1: Well, after
0: Saugus. Well, that goes without sight. <laughs> that goes without sight.
1: Um, so, if you want to talk a little bit about the Jets. So, the other team in East Rutherford, the Jets, right? Um, even though now, now they regret it, there is a... Um, they tampered with Darrell Revis when he was um, with the Patriots, right? So Fact. 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 Right? So fact. To sign him. They're jock-itch powder owner. He said uh, he would love for Darrell to come back. When he was under contract with the Patriots, Patriots uh, made a complaint, like you're supposed to do: send an email, fined a hundred thousand um, dollars, manish meta. Right for
0: for for a com- for a
1: comment for a for dumb God, comment. I
0: fucking hate manish meta. Manish meta not exist. By the way, so He's i I'm, very
1: small. I, didn't I know hate that
0: he, you're gonna. I hate that you're gonna. I don't. I don't even know I'm how. Not big quoting he is, him. I hate that you're gonna quote him. You're I'm not quoting him. him. I'm
1: writing. There's a quote from his thing about a, a league source, one of his league sources. It could be anybody, uh, but a right. league source said at the time, the Jets shouldn't be too deflated over the decision. It won't change <laughs> the positive air around the team. They're taking shots at Deflate Gate uh, when Darrell Revis is, uh, when they're handing out fines to the Jets. It's, and it's, it's insane. Somebody dude, said that, that to is... Manish Mehta.
0: Manish Mehta just He's
1: oh god, as a first Jets all, fan, why isn't he covering as a, cricket in the first place? Let's get that out of the way. Wow,
0: that's a little bit racist, <laughs> but okay, I so I see, I see what you're saying. Um, as a Jets fan, I can't I don't follow his tweets, I don't read anything he writes. He's the worst Jet writer on the beat.
1: Is he worse than and Hubba he Bubba? just
0: he just uh, is Hubba, yeah, I mean, give me give me Hubbock over over Manish any day. Manish just tries to, to light a flame every day and, and write he, the craziest shit. You can, I, can't, I can't read anything that he writes. He's garbage. He he's a, total garbage.
1: He was a big... But he's like the Jets guy. He's the in guy. He loved Revis. He's not... He was like the big Revis supporter. I know they got Chimini or Samini, whatever his name is. He's pretty good too. He's a cute guy, so I support yeah, him.
0: Exactly. I, I like him
1: a little bit more. Um so, but, but Manish is always the one getting quoted up here in uh, the Boston Globe and stuff about you know, what whatever the Jets talk is. So it's always he, get, he gets quoted
0: a lot because he says a lot of stupid shit. And he's very quotable. Yeah, he's so, annoying. What is he? Daily News? I don't know. He's, I don't think he's the Post. I don't even. Uh, I don't know.
1: I don't know either. He's, but,
0: he's just all. All he knows is he's terrible. Yeah, he's the worst.
1: So, so he was the Jets for Revis were fined a hundred thousand dollars. Which they regret now because obviously he stinks. But um, so, all the while, the Kansas City Chiefs lost a third rounder and a sixth rounder and were fined $350,000 total for the exact same thing with Jeremy Macklin. So, Jeremy Macklin under contract with the Eagles, the, uh, the Chiefs say they would like him on their team because of Andy Reid. They get fined, lose a third and sixth rounder, and fine $350,000. So your
0: point's proven. There's no rhyme or reason to any of these fines or suspensions or whatever. They Goodell, don't know. Does... So, it depends on what side of the bed he wakes up on and decides, oh, he sh- you're going to get suspended shoots from this the hip. many games. Pew, pew, pew. Yeah, whatever Whatever feels right at the time, you know. Whatever, I, I, whatever I the don't... body wants. The,
1: whatever the body wants. That's it. So um, I. But I will say this. Just want to make the point that if Bill Belichick had a walkie-talkie on that sideline, this, there would be people picketing outside of Gillette Stadium right now with fire, trying to burn it down. Uh, Bob Kravitz in Indianapolis would be saying, talking to uh, Robert Kraft through his column, saying that they have to fire Belichick. He's got no class. He's a cheater. Um, you know, making, making Belichick uh, apologize for breaking the fans' hearts. Why does he always have to cheat and be such a bad, evil man? And it, yeah. none of this is happening anywhere else. And it's all... Because of the, the stupid spygate, which still nobody understands. Because
0: uh, the, me, the media likes to over-sensationalize everything. And, and yeah, sure, the Pats are always going to be the bad guy. Until but, they
1: suck again. Which Until yeah. Belichick is no longer the coach and Brady is no longer the quarterback, this is going to constantly happen. But Yeah. So it's just a pain in the ass. I just, I just want them to be consistent in their penalties. And should their obvious bias. <laughs> it's an obvious bias against the Patriots. Um, they, you know, other owners hate the Patriots because they feel like they skated on Spygate, um, which, I don't know, they got the biggest fine and penalty in history, lost multiple first-round picks for just that and Deflategate, a thing still unproven. Um, the NFL, you know, the NFL, like you like I said earlier, they came out and uh, tweeted immediately after the Steelers' uh, ball thing came out that, no, 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 they never broke the chain of command. There's no issues here. The Giants didn't do anything. The Steelers didn't do anything. But uh, Chris Mortensen's tweet about 11 balls being un- under 11 pounds still hasn't been removed from ESPN and never was corrected by uh, the NFL. Not one tweet ever since. Uh, it's just, they never want to go, uh, there's so many other things. I mean, you can go on the Patriots' website and literally w- go point by point on how the NFL has handled it with the Pats. Um, but... It's just an obvious bias up here in New England, and like I said, the old boy owners—they're never gonna get, um, they're never gonna get fined or penalized anything serious. I mean, uh, I
0: don't—I I think I think your your point is overblown about the bias in New England. And I th- isn't Aren't Kraft and Goodell like buddies?
1: Yeah, I think everyone's—I like, think Kraft, every Kraft, owner's Kraft, buddies with the owners. They're all—they're
0: all—they're all in it to make money. They're and all making zillions. I don't
1: all, think they care who it is. Be honest.
0: Yeah. No. It, that's true, but but Goodell and Kraft, I thought, had a decent relationship. I think up until until the whole Deflate Gate, Kraft, obviously, was pissed off at Goodell. I don't know how public he was about his displeasure, but but uh, I think before before that, they were pretty close, tight knit, the two yeah, of them.
1: They were tight, and they and there were no issues. I don't think up until um, the Ray Rice thing was the only thing that kind of set uh, Goodell's down a. a path where she's never going to recover from i mean the domestic violence thing is going to be the end of roger goodell in the nfl um they can't be consistent with it they can't stop it obviously um you plant you're messing with whatever thousand uh a thousand jacked up juiced up guys that come from broken homes and want to just don't know how to treat women or treat other people so they're going to eventually um you know they lose their minds there's so fucking so much testosterone in these guys bodies they can't stop it
0: yeah, it's not just the NFL. It's it's,
1: well, it's all prof-
0: all professional athletes, yeah. So it's a big problem, obviously. I don't think any leagues dealt with it.
1: Even college, know, the as well guy Joe Nixon fucking belted that woman for no reason. I didn't even see what they were doing. I was watching the video the other day, it was insane. Put her knocked her out cold at a at a fast food restaurant. Just did you watch it?
0: I didn't I did not watch it, but I know what you're talking about. Yeah, the Oklahoma running
1: back. Yeah, he walks into like a looks like a fast food restaurant and just looks like he tries to hit on the girl. And, like, a, I don't know if he was a gay guy or just, like, a guy friend, but he was very small and, like, turned around and was like, hey, man, what are you doing? Why are you trying to hit on this girl right here? Just walked right in, out of the street, up to the table, started talking. He pushed the guy out of the way. She came over, slapped him on the chest or in the face to, like, get away. She looked drunk. He looked obviously hammered. And he just, you know, he stepped his foot back like he was going to hit a home run, basically. So he knew he <laughs> He was throw he wasn't throwing just a, full, yeah, just he a was not throwing up. a fucking swatting a fly away shot. He was throwing a full fucking Mike Tyson right hook and he, kicked, oh, he knocked her out cold. It was one it had to be the worst thing I've ever seen. And I just saw the um a tweet from Oklahoma saying that if that happened in uh twenty sixteen he'd be kicked off the team. Oh, okay. Good.
0: If that happened in 2016, he'd be kicked
1: off the team. Yeah, that happened in 2014, so he's not off the team anymore. Oh wow,
0: oh, oh. it was an old. So it was an old. So it was video. like two
1: years ago, but the video just come out. But got it. No consistency. I mean, these guys, nobody. They don't yeah. care about women. They pretend they do. The breast cancer thing's over now because they couldn't make any more money off of it. Um, <laughs> I mean, just the stats on that alone were ridiculous. How much money they were actually h- handing over to the breast cancer uh, charities was minuscule. <laughs> So it was like a, I didn't,
0: I hadn't heard about this. I didn't know this.
1: Oh, that was so obviously you know like the pink thing in October. They for years and years they wore pink uh, towels and headbands, all that shit, and shoes. Yeah, sure. All the all the, so, all the
0: professional sports do something like that.
1: Yeah, so they started whatever ten years ago. They every October they wore pink towels and all that shit. So there was like a, a report, and it was a true report. It was basically they gave something like five or six percent of the proceeds of all the pink stuff to uh to charities. For breast cancer and all the rest, it's one in the NFL's pocket. There wasn't anything else.
0: Eh, it's not. That's not terribly surprising.
1: No, it's not. I mean, it's just a, a scumbag thing to do. So now they're changing it, where you can, you can like each team will be able to pick their own charity or something to wear a fucking uniform for or something. I don't know. Uh, starting... Well, that's what they. That's
0: what they did with the uh, with the cleats this year, right? There was one week where teams, yeah, players were able to pick whatever they wanted to represent on their cleats. Because usually they're big sticklers and
1: they'll fine you. Yeah, you can't wear a brown uh, cleats you Yeah, exactly. You can't wear right. like your Yeezy cleats when they're uh when you're on the Steelers because they don't match <laughs> no. like, the colorways no, don't but, match. But
0: but wasn't it OBJ who who said that the charity was some like Yeezy Foundation and then he got the, fined?
1: The Human Fund, I don't know. <laughs> no,
0: yeah, he he said it was like the Yeezy Foundation and and then he got fined for it cuz oh, He wore Yeezy awesome. cleats,
1: yeah. I do love He's OBJ. He's the best. I do He's love him. He's the best. Him. I wish he was uh, – I don't think I could stand him on the Patriots just because he's two. He's a fucking other one that's like – he's like a Randy Moss. He's like a prototypical uh, wide receiver, like the diva wide receiver that you've always heard of your whole life, like Owens and uh, and, uh, and Randy Moss before he went to the Pats and then when he was leaving the Pats. Uh, you know, he's one of those type of guys, Joe Horn, the guys that are just yeah. always want the ball and whine when they don't get the ball. <laughs>
0: No, but I don't. I don't think he whines, and I and I don't think he like has a bad rapport with his teammates. Like he, he you don't you don't see him getting into it with Eli, right? Yeah. Where a lot of these a lot of these fucking diva wide receivers will be screaming at their quarterback, screaming, fighting with their coach, getting in shoving matches with their coaches on the sideline. You don't really see that with OBJ. He's just he's just a too much personality. He if you ask me.
1: He's got a lot of probably fights nets on the sideline. I like him. Yeah, I'm a big LSU yeah, guy. Jarvis, Juice, Landry, love him, too. Love him to be on the Pets. Yeah. Um, oh, sure. So, uh, best part of NFL weekend, you answer me this. Patriots beating the Broncos or the San Diego security guard jerking off on the sideline?
0: No question, the the jerk-off. I saw yeah. that today, actually. That was something. That Legendary. was something.
1: You, that, was you look something. At that, that guy thought he was so slick. He was. He had his uh, his, his left hand grasping his right uh his right wrist and just go into town with his right hand and you think, so weird so guy, weird he looked like a young guy a relatively normal guy this guy looks is, like a
0: he looks like a ball boy aged guy right yeah
1: he was like he looked like he was probably early twenties at oldest I thought I he had his little red jacket on his red hat five feet from the fucking cheerleaders just <laughs> facing, ripping one off
0: facing the, the stand the audience yeah exactly
1: because they can't turn around so he's just he's got his left eye on the cheerleader, and then he's just roaming the stands with his eyes, thinking, How can I dump a load here? That is just the <laughs> his his perv switch just flipped immediately. He couldn't get over it. these San Diego Chargers cheerleaders. It's uh, it's almost too perfect that um, that South Park song, that Jacket in San Diego song, Jack-in-it. Like,
0: But the but like, do you think this is the first time that this has happened? Like, no. now I need to go, but now I need to know. They need to look back at all the film of all the other Charger home games, right? And they need to follow this guy because what is he been, doing, been this doing this his whole life? For, he's been doing like it for the, years. Like there's no way this is the first time that he just decided no. to like this. Like he's unless been playing t- this out for weeks.
1: No, unless like this is the week day 15,
0: that
1: he was yeah. waiting. He was waiting for cheerleader, uh, you know, cheerleader X to get to the end of the kick line so that he could, you know, finally get one off. I mean, he was wearing swishy pants. He had full on perv gear. He was all in this day. But I think that yeah, I think he goes to the games, and that's like his tip. I don't think he gets much money to do it, so like he, he, he feels like he earns that. Um, he thought he was slick. He had his head on a swivel. He didn't think anybody could see it. He was and he was just going to town. Yeah, uh, he
0: probably couldn't wait to tell all his buddies that I like jerked off on the yeah, sideline. Probably a normal guy
1: like dude. I jerk off all the time, and they'd be like, "Who's the weirdest spot you ever jerked off?" I was like, "I don't know at work." Oh yeah, everyone does it at work, but not everyone does it on the San Diego Chargers sideline. <laughs>
0: <laughs> in front, in front of the television cameras fucking
1: lob one on Philip Rivers. You <laughs> like, like how oh, sometimes, uh, sometimes spectators will put um, laser pointers in the quarterback's eyes so they can't see. This guy was trying to fucking lob a load in Philip Rivers' face when they playing Derek Carr. That would have been upsetting for you.
0: That would have been put horribly on, upsetting. Put one. Poor, poor Derek Carr.
1: On Derek Carr or Latavius Murray's uh, face mask.
0: Bad joke coming, but perhaps, like in SeaWorld, they should put uh, disclaimers on the first couple of rows that you might get hit with splooch. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I love it. That was a good one. What do you tell you? Don't, don't yeah. preface it in with the a splash, bad joke. Don't, don't don't the, sit in the splash zone the, the san diego splooge zone that that guy is probably <laughs> those guys had season tickets they've seen him every single time and they were like you know what i'm going to film him this time and show my friends he probably didn't even want to get out he was probably that's probably the san diego jack and security guard and they all laugh and high five and see they all laugh and think it's funny and then now he got out and it's ruined it was probably the yeah, hilarious some, thing some that ass- yeah,
0: some asshole in the stands videotaped it, ruined it for everyone. It was, everyone ruined thought it, was it for the whole organization. Sure. The whole
1: end zone was laughing about the jack and security guard. I, I wonder what it's gonna be like for those cheerleaders because you know they're gonna sue. They have a fucking uh, a guy jerking off two feet from them, and uh, you know they had no idea, so um, they were going about their business, um, cheering on their Chargers, superchargers, and uh, now they're in the video being main the main content. Oh God! It's not going to be good. Um, no, but they fired the good, guy. This is not
0: a good situation. Well, of course they did. Well, I didn't see that they fired him, but uh, I would think that there's not any other recourse. No recourse. Of action.
1: <laughs> you would say there's no recourse.
0: <laughs> I would think. I, I would think you. you think your hands are tied. You basically have to fire him. I
1: hope he's like I'm the. On. I hope he's the owner's son or something. They have to promote him into an. Off- <laughs> they have to promote imagine? him into an office job. <laughs> just Get him off the field. I cannot stop grabbing his dick. Uh, <laughs> He's been teaching him ever since, ever since he was fucking a little boy He's been ripping his cock from ever, every angle <laughs> Halloween, God. kids coming to the door Jeremy, God. get away from the windows um, That's... I don't know, we'll see um, So, did you watch a lot of football this week? I know fantasy football is over for both of us so maybe... uh,
0: yeah, I, yeah, I saw a good amount of football, for sure Did
1: you watch that Pats the, uh... game, did you?
0: Uh, saw saw a bunch of the Pats game, not too much of it. I was following following my boy Marty B and uh, koskowski obviously, and uh, it was it was not an exciting game.
1: No, it was very boring. Gustowski's turned as, as it an, around as an though.
0: unbiased fan.
1: Gustowski's turning yeah, no, it he's, around.
0: He's, he's a good player. I, I always believe that he'd turn it around. But but as a uh, as an outsider in that game, someone who didn't really have a big rooting interest, uh, wasn't wasn't so exciting.
1: It was Boar fest 2016. Um, but yeah. I will say that there was a gene a certain genius to Bill Belichick about that. So, I was playing obviously fantasy, but also avid uh, Patriots fan, following everything, trying to get my th- uh you know, my lineup set. And they're saying, "Look, Garrett Blunt's going to be huge. The uh, everyone seems to know. Denver Denver Broncos can't stop the run," which turned out to be true. So, everyone's expecting Blunt. Denver Broncos can't stop the run? At all. Yeah, they stink against the run, awesome against the Is pass. Is that fact? Fact. So they're one one of the worst run defensive teams, and um, they were missing Brandon Marshall, their linebacker. Um, their interior off defensive line is not very strong at all. So um, Blunt, obviously, having, he's having a career year. Is 14 touchdowns, over a thousand yards. So you expect Blunt's gonna go in there and just pound it down um, Denver's throat, and and they come out with uh, Deion Lewis, hop skipping through the uh, the middle of defense uh, Denver's defense. Yeah, no one saw that guy. Yeah, everyone loves him, but uh, you know that's the that's the stuff that uh, drives people crazy. Is you don't everyone's expecting Blunt to come out there, and then all of a sudden Dion Lewis is fucking juking out everybody. You had no idea he was going to play. Him. Blunt barely barely uh, runs the ball the whole game. Guy having a career uh, year.
0: That's such a Belichick move. He, but, God, he just
1: yeah. He he, he writes he writes
0: people he writes people out of any any given game.
1: You never know. That's It's always the problem if you have, like, a Patriots. It used to be a long time you couldn't ever have a Patriots running back uh, because you just didn't know which one was going to start. Uh, it's happened again this year with James White and Dion Lewis. Dion Lewis was, like, a, such a phenomenon last year that even though he was hurt, everybody wanted him this year, and then James White is still, like, you know, tearing it up, having his best year. Uh, well, it's
0: been it's been mostly the LeGarrette Blunt show just because just cause Lewis hasn't been healthy. I mean... White White's been used plenty, but it's it's been it's been blunt show.
1: It has been, which is why it was so odd that in a running game you're running with your guy that's you know four weeks off the PUP list, and uh, but he looks healthy now, and he's fucking doing playing hopscotch with the uh, Denver Broncos defense. Um, it was it was uh, it was a, it was a boring game, but the offensive game plan was basically run the ball and throw the ball to the inside, stay away from Talib and Harris. Um, problem with this is they, of course, uh, let Edelman just beat up on linebackers oh, and safeties, and they throw it to him thirty times a game. Um, they have no other, you know, options because they weren't going to throw it outside the numbers. And now they got drunky McDrunkenstein on the uh, on the team too. And I don't know when he's going to play, but he's all <laughs> fucked up on Jameson or whatever the fuck he's been drinking. Um, yeah. The the, sti- uh, the Broncos.
0: The Broncos look like they're in a lot of trouble. They yeah, do not look like a playoff team at all.
1: I think they're done. Their is a, offense, which is, is a little just
0: surprising, horrendous, a terrible, pathetic, pathetic offense, and their defense is not the same. Obviously, not the same defense it was last year.
1: You can't throw on them. I will say, I will say this: that uh, you can't throw on them outside. Uh, you know, unless you have dominant wide receivers, which the Patriots don't on the outside. They have dominant inside receivers, but they couldn't throw to Tlaib or Chris Harris. Um, so but they just carve up the middle on these guys and uh you know even they only scored 16 points and, a, and the only touchdown they scored was off of uh, an interception that you know was uh, brought back most of the way for them but people are already giving shit about the patriots because they only scored 16 points but uh it was on Wh- the road and it was 8 degrees at kickoff time and it was in denver the super bowl champion um, you know, with the, known for their great defense, so I mean, I wasn't uh, upset about that. I knew that it was going to be a dogfight, not score a ton of points. They just wanted to get in there, run the ball, and uh, you know, beat them. What I'm getting upset about is what beats Denver Broncos is uh, Rob Gronkowski in the middle, and they were not using Bennett at all up the middle. Um, made no sense. They to me.
0: they haven't been using Bennett like at all in the second half of the season. Even even with Gronkowski out, they're I don't know what's going on. I felt like he was a, he was a like... big he was a big part of the game plan in that Seattle game. But otherwise, he's been very, very sparsely used.
1: And it's not because he isn't open either. Because I've watched I watched most of his routes, you know, and I, after the game, during the game. And I've seen his chest a number of times, wide open. Well, you know, like he'll run the seam and be wide open. And uh, in a play where it'd be Gronk would be the number one choice. Instead, Brady will go Edelman, you know, Edelman, Hogan, and then Bennett. So oh um,
0: so then then so then here's my question: Is Tom Brady racist?
1: hundred percent, I would say that hundred yeah. percent. Yeah.
0: All right. Well, there you go. Uh,
1: well, that's what happens when you when you you raised you raise, you're raised like that. You're a Trump man. Uh, <laughs> you know who knows. Hey, where are the white women at? Yeah, or or maybe or maybe it had to do with Bennett being a very
0: pro uh, pro Hillary guy.
1: Maybe that could be why. Make America. He wants to make the Patriots great again. That's what he's trying to do. And yeah. uh, Marty Bennett's not going to help that. Um, but anyway, yeah, I, he's, like I said, he's become the third option, even though he's running routes where Gronk would be the number one option. And it doesn't even
0: seem like he's the third option. Mitchell's bigger part of the game plan now than, than Bennett is.
1: He is. And Bennett is being used as a blocker basically. And he's a dominant blocker. And he's, he actually had the longest play of the, uh, of the game. He had like a 35 yard catch, but you know, nobody even notices. Was that game. his only, was that his only catch of the game? He had another one for one yard. Which is another oh. frustrating thing. If you're going to take over, I, he's not trying to be Gronk. He never came in here trying to be Gronk. But basically, people are expecting him to be 75% of them. Which, if you catch the ball in a one-yard pass like they would do with Rob Gronkowski, you've got to beat one tackle. He couldn't, you know, he, he has trouble breaking DB's tackles for some weird reason. He's not. That is
0: weird because he is a mammoth. He's, he's a mammoth. Huge, but he's, he's not but not he's not a person.
1: I don't, I don't. know. He's like a he's like a giant man that's all muscle, and he's fast and he's shifty. But for some reason, he has a trouble. Just uh, you know, if there's a tight coverage guy and he catches a one yard screen pass, he has trouble breaking the uh, breaking a tackle, which is annoying because he should be doing it consistently, easily every single time. Where well, especially when... if it's
0: against if it's against a cornerback, he should have no problem just running over whoever just it your... is. I mean, I I don't know what play you're talking about, so I don't know. Yeah, was... that's,
1: I mean it's. Inconsequential. I mean, it happens every week. He he gets like a screen pass out on the edge and has to beat one guy to pick up a first down. Like, say that it's like a third and four, they'll throw a, a screen pass out to Bennett by himself when he's isolated with a cornerback or, you know, something like a or safety and he has to beat one guy, but often doesn't do it. Uh, weak ankles. That's it. That's what happens. They got the extra muscle, but got weak ankles. Um, yeah.
0: Never skip leg day. I've heard. <laughs> I don't
1: know. I, I know not really haven't. go to the,
0: I don't. <laughs> no, I skipped all. I skip all the days. That's all right. But uh, but great. don't skip leg day.
1: Not hair days.
0: <laughs> no, never skip hair
1: day. Hair is one hundred. Um. So of course everyone was talking about the um the since the Patriots only scored sixteen, this was the uh quote unquote the dreaded blueprint for stopping the Patriots' offense. Um, oh, now they got now they got the blueprint. Every this is what always happens every single year. Some team has the blueprint to beating the Patriots. Uh, I don't think the the, uh, the Broncos really stopped what the Patriots wanted to do. The game plan was run, control the ball, control the ball, and just dominate their inexperienced quarterback. Uh, like I said, it was eight degrees at kickoff. Um, they didn't do shit. I mean, the much the much maligned Patriots defense only gave up three points on the road, shut them off, shut them out in the second half. Um, they still have Demarius Thomas and Emmanuel Sanders and they didn't do anything.
0: Yeah. No, like I said, the the Broncos are just a mess and, and I don't, I don't think you can drop a blueprint for being the Patriots based on this game against Denver. I mean, Belichick kind of the genius that he is comes up with a completely different game plan based on the matchup based on the game. And and looking at this game in kind of as what it is is I don't know how you can draw up a blueprint. I mean there is a blueprint for beating the Pats.
1: It's always been the same um, blueprint which, which New- you'll probably which you'll probably see this this week, right? Definitely. with the New York yeah. Football Jets coming in Bryce Petty. That's the blueprint yeah. right there. The uh, genius. No, it's Todd always Bulls been the genius. It's always yeah. been play tight man coverage and be able to rush Tom Brady. That was always I mean that's the blueprint for beating any NFL team, not being able to beat a you know, single coverage and rush the quarterback. That's the blueprint always. They every yeah, time and, they the, lose, and the Pats. The
0: Pats' defense is it's good, but it's not.
1: No, it doesn't it, you blow anybody beatable. away. Yeah, it doesn't blow anybody away. No. They give up a lot of yards. They've given up the least amount of points in the league, but they haven't played the greatest offenses in the league either. Um, uh, that's true. And
0: the, and the Pats have done a good job of controlling the ball. So so their defense isn't on the field all game like you know. Yeah like the Broncos for instance, right? They can't they can't control the ball. They can't possess the ball at all. Or yeah, or the, so the Broncos, Vikings, right? Vi- Vikings have this baller defense, but but the the Vikings can't run the ball and their their defense is on the field 95% of the game. So it doesn't really matter how good their defense is. They're going to give up points.
1: Exactly. Uh and sooner or later they start dropping like flies cuz they're out there playing 40 minutes a game and they can't breathe anymore and they break ribs and they play loose and get give up big points and hurt themselves, but some of, the, some of the defense is playing really well. Trey Flowers, for instance, hog uh, dominating. <laughs> he's dominating from the inside, which is crazy. So last eight weeks, he has seven sacks. To Chandler Jones, three. Uh, yeah. Trey's mostly just, but what's, what's good about him is he's rushing from the interior, uh, where Jones, obviously, exclusively from the outside. So Patriots are doing this thing now where they're using this five-man rotation on the D-line. They do that old Giants NASCAR front. Which is just all speed rushers. Uh, speed. Love it, no, oh, love it. So they got you know Sheard, who's playing uh, his balls off right now since being benched. Um, he's you know he's playing Ninkovich, Long, um, Trey Flowers, and like they got McClellan in there too. So they got all those guys rushing and they're all working off each other and dominating. Um, so it's exciting to watch. I mean they're playing together really well now and they got like um, you know good consistency. This week is really about the border war. It's a border war <laughs> on Christmas Eve. Uh, the, the the game, the big rivalry, the right? The big rivalry. The great yeah. Bryce Petty and his New York Jets are heading to Foxborough on Christmas Eve trying to upset the Pats. What do you sure see down are. in, in Jets land? Uh, what's your well, perspective a... on Jets this year?
0: Oh, God. Where do I even begin? They have more problems than I can count. They have half their team on IR, but even if everyone was healthy, the Jets would still be just a dumpster fire.
1: I just don't understand how a team you know, goes the, from ten wins to what they have now. It was,
0: it was, it was ten wins against kind of a soft schedule, uh, you know, a new offense where where other teams maybe didn't have didn't have the script on these guys. Fitzpatrick had his best season ever. It was there was no way he was going to replicate what he did the year before, and. They gave Fitzpatrick too much money this year. They gave Forte too much money, and kind of thought that they were just a couple players away from kind of competing for not only a playoff spot but a trip to the Super Bowl, and ignored all these other issues. You know, God, the defense the, was the, the roster such a mess. here. Th-
1: I mean, the defensive line on paper is the, the best defensive line in the NFL, besides maybe the Rams and the Jets. And no, the I, I wouldn't.
0: I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't disagree with that. Sure, uh, even though they lost. Uh, Damon Harrison snacks to the giants. And really. he was just a, a major, major part of the run stop, uh, in the middle of that of defensive line. But on paper, the defensive line should still be great. The secondary is a mess. The linebacking core is young, but, but they're also a mess.
1: Revis is just and, quit on the, on the field. Basically.
0: Uh, so the whole secondary needs to be, I mean, the, the Jets really are in desperate need of a rebuild. Uh, the next two drafts are pretty crucial.
1: I was reading. They really,
0: they really need to clean house. They have just so many bad contracts. They need to, they need to rebuild the offensive line. They, they need to, they need to rebuild the the running back depth. They, they need a better secondary. They need better linebackers. Obviously they need a quarterback, but I don't even know what to do about the quarterback situation. Uh, I I wouldn't, I wouldn't think that the Jets should, should draft a quarterback this year. It's, it's not the right class to, to invest. If you ask me, I I think they need to let petty have one more year um
1: take a shot at uh jimmy uh, garoppolo after next year if he doesn't get traded uh, this year
0: uh, no i I think i think next year's quarterback class uh the 2018 draft class is going to be filled with a bunch of really good quarterbacks a couple that i'm really excited about and i think the jets should build around that this year and then if petty isn't the guy which he's probably not to be perfectly honest i like petty i don't think he's obviously the long-term solution uh, then I think you take a quarterback like uh like the USC quarterback darnold like the washington quarterback browning maybe even this Wyoming quarterback watch at nine o'clock wyoming's playing their bowl game he's uh, supposed
1: to be a lot like is, uh, this... Wentz, right mid-major uh i mean big guy uh you know they're good. he's a big guy yeah. he's got he's
0: got the the right build and he's got some mobility i, I think people it's a lazy comparison just because they're both like sorry you know coming from these from these small schools up in the Midwest uh you know Wyoming and where was Wentz from? North Dakota, South Dakota.
1: Yeah, North Dakota. And I think
0: – uh, so, so they get a little bit less exposure.
1: Uh, Fighting suit. I, I
0: think this – yeah. Uh, I think uh, he, he his numbers don't jump out of the page this year, but I think next year he's going to have one of those stud-like years and people are going to say, well, you know, he hasn't really played too many great teams. He struggled a little bit against San Diego State earlier. San Diego State's got a really good defense. Uh uh, you know, I didn't come on here to analyze him, per se. But, <laughs> nobody, but, I, no, I, but nobody
1: knows mid-major football like you, though. That, that's where you get all your fantasy uh, yeah. players from. That's where uh, you really—that's your bread and butter.
0: That is my bread and butter. I actually really like this Wyoming running back also, Hill, Brian Hill. Uh, I think he's going to be a player. You can watch him run also at 9 o'clock. I will watch that. Uh, yeah, so, so so I think the Jets need to basically fill out a lot of their roster this year through the draft. And get rid of a lot of these contracts, and and then in 2018 find their quarterback. I actually think the USC quarterback is their way to go. They, Darnold, he's he looks like he's
1: he's something special. Yeah, he had a good win up in Washington this year. I just what is, I mean, who's their franchise player at this point? Who because they're gonna have to at least get rid of
0: who's the Jets say, franchise quarterback. They player? have to
1: get they have to get rid of Revis this year. They have to get rid of Brandon Marshall probably. Probably. Uh,
0: I, w- I would like if they can get rid of Brandon Marshall. Just, I mean, I like Marshall as a player, but he's, he's just getting paid too much, and he's he's, you know, kind of past his his prime. Obviously, uh, Mangold's getting paid a lot of money, and and he's not healthy. Revis is getting paid too much money. Uh, who else do we have making too much money? Forte's, but there's nothing you can do about Forte's contract. I think we have him for one more year. Obviously, Fitzpatrick's gone. They just have just a lot of big contracts to older players because they thought they were they thought they were in win now.
1: Yeah, You know, especially especially that Revis deal. Ugh, God, the Revis. That one's a problem. But I also think that I don't know there's something about that. That's fishy to me. I know he shouldn't go from being good, being dominant two years ago to good last year to being the worst cornerback in the NFL right now. He should, uh, yeah. shouldn't I mean, be that much of a drop off. There's something fishy about that. He says, I mean, maybe
0: maybe maybe there was something weird that went on this off season and he came in overweight and who knows? But yeah. I, I don't know.
1: He's not playing. I have. I just have a feeling that he's. I've been. I've been promoting it on my Twitter, and uh, you know, calling it out that he's going to end up taking all this money from the Jets, all the guaranteed money, get cut, come back to the Pats for nothing, and be a good component to the defense. No again. way. That's no what way. I see happening. I very honestly see it ha- is the writings on the walls. He's going to get cut from the Jets and get like a one-year, five-million deal with the Pats or something.
0: He will. I mean, if he's not willing to renegotiate, right? He's probably gonna get cut. I mean, the Jets can't just can't carry that salary they for him to what, be
1: sixteen million or something.
0: I don't even know the numbers. I just know it's way too much money.
1: Yeah. I
0: mean, it was it was such a generous contract that he. I mean, they were just they just desperately needed him back. Uh, for so, I think for their own state of mind that like this guy he was the greatest. Won Jet a of Super Bowl for New England. He was yeah, the greatest shit of yeah, all time, think, and
1: you let him go, and he wins a Super Bowl for your rival. They needed to have him back, and that's why you,
0: yeah, you tampered. Yeah, it, it was more than is more than well I don't think tampering did shit, <laughs> but I, I you know just because the idiot Woody Johnson says like well, yeah we we need this guy back I don't I don't think that had any impact on anything, but, uh, but I but I think uh, I think for it was more for like the fans and and kind of the morale in Jetland, that they needed they needed revis and of course like as a jet fan even, even someone same come back
1: of course of course everyone it didn't, loved it never revis. looked right to me seeing him wear that uh the patriots colors anyway he needed to be in jet green uh i loved Darrell revis i'll never fucking not like him no um, i mean he
0: was he was when he was in his prime he was possibly the best cornerback that's ever played the game
1: and in you know, in his in his prime what shocked me is the other day is that um that mangini drafted him i didn't even know that i was i always just for the longest time just figured rex uh that was rex's guy he loved him so much you know promoted him so much but i was just reading a book and it was you know um mangini actually drafted him
0: well it was mangini's team but uh you know i don't know how much input the head coach had on the draft decision
1: oh yeah i i take that for granted because belichick just fucking Picks every player, him and Cassari, You know, Belichick has the final say on everything. Uh, yeah, I don't
0: think I don't think any head coaches had uh, had that kind of say. Maybe, maybe Rex did, it, you know, in his later years with the Jets. But I, I don't I don't think it was never a Belichick situation.
1: Yeah, I guess I, I like I said I take that for granted. I completely forgot that's even an option. Uh, who were the better video this week? Was it uh, Michael Floyd or Sheldon Richardson?
0: Uh, I I didn't see the Michael Floyd one, but I oh, but I need to now. He's very right? sweet. He's. Yeah, Stevie. we didn't even we didn't even we didn't even talk about him now coming to the Pats.
1: I have very little uh I don't think he's going to do anything for the team and um, honestly if it if he does it's not going to be until like um AFC Championship week. I think he's literally a uh he's kind of a backup like uh, Chris Hogan insurance or a Malcolm Mitchell insurance. They they're just they're on such a role right now it would make no sense to throw another wide receiver into the mix. So they lost Amendola for till the playoffs. So they had no fourth receiver. So they were playing with three receivers. And Chris Hogan got hurt, or you know, almost hurt on a on a reverse against the Ravens. And they had nobody to go in. So they had to call a timeout, and they were basically completely screwed. So they signed Griff Whalen to return punts because Cyrus Jones is a disaster. And uh, because they're because they're racist. Exactly, one hundred percent. You can't they- trust anybody of color <laughs> turn kicks it's obvious. So, or, obvious or play wide receiver for the Patriots so um so you have Michael Floyd gets cut he played with Notre Dame and Charlie Weiss uh so he knows a lot of the Patriots offense so they bring him in he's a drunkard big deal he doesn't have his cars up in New England so no problem there can't drive home um so I mean, I was just... I was I was
0: reading I was reading that Floyd might have to spend 45 days in jail in, in Arizona. There's something crazy he, laws in there. I think if you're if you're like if you're a super DUI, so if you're over yeah, like point two, DUI. Point two,
1: yeah, they said that, that like uh, a, they made it they made it sound like you're a superhero because you have a super yeah. <laughs> DUI. So it's like a, yeah, if you're over point two, it's a it's a minimum I think 25 days in jail. They have I crazy. 40,
0: I think 45. Oh, I Jesus. read.
1: Well. That would be suck for him. Probably, or maybe it was summer. up
0: to maybe forty-five was the maximum. I, yeah, I don't, I don't know what the rules are. I think they had some we, weird we governor. A, that if, uh, if, if only, if only we had a uh, a lawyer friend of ours who could have been on the pod today to talk through this legal battle.
1: We have a gay friend with a cat, <laughs> who's also a lawyer. Um, super, super gay. Super gay lawyer. Um, but I know that Arizona does have a, um, you know, they have a weird governor. Or something that has like a tent city. Like basically, where they all these prisoners, all they do is work all day. Like even for like minor pot violations, they get put in this tent city and they have to work. Uh, I don't know that. I think we through. should.
0: I think that sounds like a reasonable thing to do for for those pot smokers. Exactly. I would say I would put them all in a.
1: They in have Crohn's disease and they're smoking pot <laughs> no. and, and blaming their Crohn's. Send you them. leave
0: you leave the Crohn's out of this. This is.
1: Yeah. Uh. <sighs> so I mean, I know that um. I don't know what Michael Floyd's going to do. I mean, maybe he comes in, but I just don't see them putting him into a uh, – because it's just going to ruin the the progress that Mitchell and Hogan have made. I mean, if he does anything, he's going to be the fifth wide receiver. And they just – basically, the Patriots are going to get first look at what he is like as a person because he's a free agent after this year.
0: I mean, I I saw enough of him last year and to know that – Floyd's a good player. I mean, he's a he's a really really good wide receiver and a, and a good deep threat. So, you guys were able to pick up kind of for nothing a really talented deep threat wide receiver who's
1: who could play right
0: away if if the Pats wanted him to.
1: Yeah, I mean, he's he'll add to the compensatory formula no matter what. I mean, he's good. I mean, if they don't want to keep him, I think they're going to get him for cheap anyway cuz he was drunk and fucking driving and almost could have killed people, but never did
0: yeah but but, he'll,
1: but but he'll fetch something on the open market
0: gotta think that enough teams need a, a good wide receiver, but i guess there's there's a pretty good supply you can draft a wide receiver these days in the seventh undrafted free agent even right
1: the I mean that's the jet how they always pull their wide receivers is undrafted free agents or seventh rounders i mean Malcolm Mitchell's the the biggest hit they've had ever probably yeah. at a wide receiver at a high round. Um, since Deion Branch, so they never make these plays. I mean, everyone's so surprised that Malcolm Mitchell is, is working out. No, he's a good player. I like him a lot. Yeah, no, he's good. Um, so let's do a little bit of a uh, prediction time, and we'll sure. wrap it up. So, sure. I, I mean, if Fitz played, I'd say this would be closer, and probably the Jets would have a lead at some random point in the game. So that's the way it always yeah. works out. But uh, I think that the Patriots are going to eat Petty, basically, honestly. I think they're going to demolish him and it's going to be like a 34 to 10, something like that in that range. Uh,
0: Oh wow. You're giving the jets a little bit of credit, huh?
1: 34 to 10. Uh, I, I, I don't think
0: the offensive line can hold up. And I think Petty's going to be under too much fire, you know, to no fault of his own. But, uh, but I think the jets, I think the jets stay in it for a little bit. I think Powell is playing at a really high level right now. And, uh, and I really like some of these wide receivers the Jets have and Nunwa and, and Robbie Anderson. And... I love a Nunwa. Yeah, Nunwa's a good player. Uh, I don't know. But, the,
1: yeah, but the Jets'
0: defense is just going to give up and Brady will tear him to pieces. And, and the Jets aren't going to be able to block for Petty. I'm going to say this one's not close at all. 45 to
1: Oof. 6. I don't know if the pass is going to put up 45 right now, but uh, we'll see. I mean, um, so... You got anything to plug? Any dads in a pod to plug?
0: I got. We haven't put out new content in a while, so I don't want to. Uh, but it
1: doesn't. It doesn't. Um. It doesn't go anywhere. But, but so but listen.
0: But listen to the old. Listen to the old episodes. They're on. Uh, what What's that? uh <laughs> oh, Shit. I don't know. What's that old TV station that plays all the oldies? But listen. But listen to the oldies. They're good. PBS. They're good. They're good stuff. Sweating
1: to the oldies. All right. Uh, yeah. This This podcast was brought to you by uh, Orange Dinosaur Lasagna and Kowloon. Uh What. Yeah, it was those are my podcast sponsors. Please don't don't run my live my you live got sponsors. Read. Yeah, I got sponsors. Kowloon come. co- comes in. They told me the low main, uh, come have some of their Saugus wings and uh, enjoy the Malcolm Go podcast. Big fans, uh, down there on Route One in Saugus. So I've
0: been to Kowloon. Love it.
1: Love great. the place. Great Ties, Get the brown if you can. Um, actually, I prefer the white. I don't know why I said the brown. Uh, <laughs> so anyway, uh, follow me at Malcolm Go Pod on Twitter, or at Brady Disciple on Twitter, and of course, we got too many emails this week. A lot of those questions and a lot of those things were answered via email. Um, And that's at MalcolmGoPodcast at gmail.com. And keep those coming in, interacting with fans, having a lot of fun. Um, Our sister podcast or brother podcast, Dad's in a Pod, is coming back soon. Uh, We'll be back. We'll be back. Thanks for coming on the podcast, bud.
0: You going to the game? You going to the Jets game?
1: Uh, I'm not. Only because of the baby, because it's Christmas Eve. You oh, take that. Yeah, I guess you, you don't remember that, stuff, yeah. you know.
0: No, I didn't. I didn't think take that into account. I just, you know,
1: thought maybe, if you were, thought
0: maybe if you were a big enough fan that uh, had his own podcast, maybe you'd go to the game. <laughs> no, you know? I'll watch the game. I'm not going to yeah. go. All
1: I right. Guess, yeah, yeah, no, be there's,
0: saying there's no. That reason, there's no. Re- there's no reason to go see the shitty Jets play in the freezing cold.
1: I know. All right, bud. Love you.
0: Love you too. Thanks for having me on. It was a, It's been a. It's been a great experience. A treat. All,
1: all right. right, man. I'll see you. Take. All right. Bye. Bye that was matt and that is the end of the podcast thank you and go Pats. do your job i right don't try to make too much out of it Just do your job seven eight months ago right all from this moment it's about order! it's about respect we win this game your order! your kids are honor your family's honor Back receivers, two to the right. Russell Wilson extends the hands. He has Uh-oh. Wilson, quick throw. And it's intercepted. Intercepted to Malcolm Butler. Butler has it at the one. Malcolm Butler stepping the ball. And Warner goes back to throw. And here's the pledge by Mike Braver. the back.
0: 48-yard field goal attempt, set to go, snap, ball down, kick up, kick is on the way, and it is good! I love you. I love you. You work for us, you're the greatest you quarterback it. in the world, man. Hey, I love you. Man.